head. All day long and a baby on her back. 6.2 children. You don't see too many .2 children over there, but they're all over the place. In five years, the population will double. In a hundred years, in a hundred years, it's projected that Nigeria will be the most populated nation in the world. And that's a recent fact that I come across in my studies. Of course, the School of Biblical Studies, we started that, uh, what, 30 years ago this year. We started with nine students, now we have 137. Uh, we started with nothing, a boulders, and now we have a library. We built a library, we built an administration building, we built a classroom block building, and we, it took us 13 years to build this because we have to build it by hand, making our own blocks. We've got a guest house there that 18 members of this congregation have slept in. That's a fact. And you need to send 18 more this next year to visit with us. You see, I don't have to mow grass over there. <laughs> a lot of rock, a lot of rock. We built this, this was our first building that was our dormitory in our entire school when we started for about the first five or six years. This was our dormitory, classrooms, cafeteria, everything, library, everything. Now, uh, last year we moved the over 120 of our male students over to our new dormitory that we built in four years uh, and made this the women's dormitory. About four years ago we went co-ed, uh, so we refurbished this whole dormitory for the women and then as soon as I got there there's a church building on the left and that's the women's dormitory on the right the first thing I had to do was uh, put a wall up between the two a privacy wall when I got there and I built that wall this last year the women came to me and they said brother Worley we have a question for you and I said what is it ladies and they said why did you build a wall around our, our dormitory when there's a wall around the whole campus. Well, there's 13 acres on the campus. It looks like the Great Wall of China around the campus. They said, why did you build it around uh, our dormitory? And I said, well, th that's simple. I can answer that real quick. I said, it's for the pool. They said, the pool? And I said, yeah, the Olympic swimming pool we're going to put in there for the ladies, for privacy. <laughs> well, I said it as, you know how I joke around sometimes. I said it as a joke. Well, in the next half hour, it got over the city of Joss, and I'm putting in a pool for the ladies. And I like to never quill that, that rumor it was going around. Uh, but it's... Uh, We've got about 25 ladies. We've had our first nuptial. We're co-ed. The women, when Dee Dee went over, she taught the women how to uh, do VBSing. She taught them how to teach the ladies classes. And so the ladies wanted Bible uh, knowledge. So they started en enrolling. And uh, we're co-ed to say. We built this one. We finished this one last year. Uh, there's over, I think, 60 windows in this. We're putting the screens on right now. We've already painted it. Uh, the kitchen is down on the right. All the students in, at the School of Biblical Studies, 137 of them, cook their own food. We don't have central feeding. It's tough. Uh, they get groups of 
four or five together and they have one pot and they have a little stove that's run by kerosene and they, they cook their own food. And, uh, it's usually one meal a day and it usually stew. Uh, if anything stops on campus, <laughs> the students will eat it. <laughs> I mean, they, they eat everything. Uh, they're young, they're young men and young women and uh, boy, do they eat. They might do. This was our old kitchen before for a couple years while we were building the dormitory. And, and our new one now is this one. That's, this is for the men. It's, uh, you can see we put terrazzo floors down, we put tile up, and it's, it's going to be really nice. It's finished now. Uh, last year we, we brought in 57 new students. We average about 50 to 60 students a year. We turn that many away every year. They're from all over Nigeria and now all over Africa. We have 12 foreign students on campus this year. You can see it's co-ed. We graduate, we graduated 30 or 20, 36 students last year, last May. We'll have another graduation this May. Uh, these people are already hired. Most all the men are hired before they graduate from the, in southern Nigeria we have 10,000 churches of Christ. There's more congregations in Nigeria than in America. There's more Christians in America, but more not congregations. Uh, and like I say, it's growing. And we've got to have preachers. And we've got to have educated preachers. And we've got to put in a master's degree. We've fully accredited up to the undergraduate level. Uh, when our students graduate, if they're under 30, they have to serve the federal government for a year in the teaching schools in, in Nigeria uh, as a youth service corps. And after a year, they were paid by the federal government for a year. They can teach in any school in Africa or any of the world, really, and uh, preach in the local congregation. So it's growing. We need to put in a master's degree now on campus, and that'll take them just to the next level. This is our teaching staff. We have the best teaching staff outside the United States in Bible. The University of Joss, when we affiliated with them years ago, they said, we want you to be the premier language course school of northern Nigeria. To take an affiliated degree, a four-year affiliated degree at this school, you have to have two years of Greek and two years of Hebrew. None of our schools in America require that. But it's going, and it keeps going, and, and we keep growing. We have, uh, have to replace our... This is our whole... Uh, campus. This is everybody that works for us on campus. There's 30 of them, 30 people. And uh, they work seven days a week. This is our replacement, one of them. He's been here before. He's up at Freed Harmon right now. He's doing his master's degree in Bible. He's, uh, he's been married for a few years. He went to law school, completed his law degree, went to uh, SBS, got his uh, four-year degree in Bible. Now he's here after three years of working with a church down in Lagos of about 900 strong. Uh, he, just, he left his wife. She's going to to get, she's used, working on her four-year degree at Joss right now, and she'll have her degree in a couple more years. Uh, her name is Peace. His name is Solomon Uzim. Uh, great guy. He's going to be, this time next year, he'll have just about three more months, and he'll be able to go home and be with his bride. 
and he'll join our faculty and uh, preach for the rest of his life. We bought a tanker truck last year, and boy, this is a godsend, let me tell you, because we're out of water all the time in Joss. We have boreholes, we have our own borehole, we supply the villages uh, twice a day. The women in the village come in with headpans and get water from us. We haven't had anything. If the if the city runs dry and the, the the wells run dry in the rainy season, we got 137 students that don't have any water, and they have to go to the local creek, and then we have all kinds of problems. Well, we bought a, this tanker truck now, so we can go and get water and take it to some of the refugee camps in Joss when they have the Boko Haram, the terrorists terrorize the villages. We'll take this tanker truck out to the villages where there is no water. You know, if you don't have water, you don't survive. I mean, that's a fact. I didn't realize that until I went to Nigeria. You cannot live over three days without your body starting to break down uh, without water. I took six people every year. Come to Nigeria. Come with us. Come with Didi. Come with me. Uh, come to our house in Nigeria. Teach at our local uh, lectureships. Come to the villages with me uh, and see the world. It's your opportunity. You have a tour guide. You have a driver. You have a interpreter. You have all the accommodations you need. And all you got to do is say, I'll buy the ticket and come see me. Come see what you are part of. It's unbelievable. And you'll have more impact on those people than I could ever have. They expect me to come. They know I'm a preacher. But when you come, they know you're a regular person. You're a Christian that's left their life in the most richest country in the world to come to their country and say, I love you. And by just doing that, it's so powerful in their lives and they encourage them so much because they're going through so much persecution. So much persecution. Of course, Didi, and this was uh, last year, uh, James is up there, James uh, Chambly, and uh, one of the... That's a grandmother that's retired from teaching in the middle right beside Dee Dee. In fact, that's a grandmother beside another woman, isn't it? <laughs> that's a great grandmother up there. That's my wife. You know, we've been married 54 years. Talk about suffering. She has really had to suffer, let me tell you. It hasn't been me, fellas. It hasn't been me. These are four, five of our uh, new foreign students. They're from the country of Sierra Leone. Uh, Uganda and uh, Chad. Three of them can't even speak English. They came over here uh, or to Joss. We gave them our English teacher and we put them in separate rooms in our dormitory with Nigerians so they could not speak French. So they had total immersion. They're on their second year right now. They've learned the language, they've done their courses, and they're prospering. And that's powerful if you stop to think about it. Try to learn a foreign language while you're in college. Well, we do it. They do it. 
our graduates are all over the world now. Everywhere I go, we run into graduates. We've got, and they are starting their schools. We've started schools in Uganda, in, in Liberia, in Ghana. And we've got uh, our own terrorist group. We got a native terrorist group about eight years ago that moved into Nigeria. We've sent in the troops, so that part of Nigeria I can't go into anymore. I haven't been there in seven years. We sent men up there, preachers up there, to they burn all of our churches, all the police stations, all the banks, all of the businesses, all of the villages, burnt the farms. So we sent men up there, preachers up there, to get the kids. We wanted kids from the we had twenty-seven churches of Christ in that area. We wanted the kids from the that were members of the church, uh, or children from the members of the church, and we were going to take them down into that uh, out of the gray, out of the red area there. And we, I told them to go get thirty of the kids, and we put them in government um, secondary school and and board them. And we did, and they come back with four hundred and forty-four kids. And we put them in school for four years, and we fed them for four years, and we gave them a high school education with four years. We ended that program last year, and it worked. Uh, what, what happened was when our preachers went up there and started recruiting these kids to go, uh, go to school so they'd have some kind of education in four years, the people in the denominations, the people in the, in the Christian churches said, how about our kids? You're going to take your kids. How about our kids? What are they going to do for the next four years? Well, we said, okay, load them up. We took them and we educated them because God loves People and loves children too. But we finished that program last year. These are some of them. Uh, these t-shirts are from y'all. <laughs> this is uh, Dustin's t-shirts. He gives me t-shirts to take. All the uh, EU t-shirts. And it, it's fun to watch a whole high school come out and they got EU t-shirts on. <laughs> One of the blessings of being an American. Uh, when we had the 440 kids, we didn't have any place to worship out there, so we built a church building. We had members of the church, so we bought land, built a church building, and they used this for four years. Isaiah says, so will my word be which goeth forth from my mouth. It will not return to me empty without accomplishing what I desire and without succeeding in the matter for which I sent it. God sent his word. God sent his word through me. God sent his word through you. And that word will accomplish what God has designed it to accomplish. The power is not in the messenger. The power is in the word. If I deliver the word, the word will convict. The word is designed for humans by the creator of those humans. The word is designed for the spirit of those humans that knows that spirit that knows it's going to live for eternity and don't want to go to hell. That's why we convict people. That's how we convict people, especially of the uh, Muslim faith, because they believe in a God. What we teach them is the God. And it grows, and it keeps growing. In the city of Abuja, uh, they built that city in the last 20 years and made it the federal capital of Nigeria. They moved it up from Lagos, and, and there's 3.2 million people in that city right now. We've got 47 churches of Christ with full-time preachers. 
90% of them have full-time preachers. So we got 47 congregations down there. So a couple years ago, we took a Bible correspondence course uh, because of God's Word. It's designed by a woman out of Tyler, Texas, who is a World Bible School teacher for and had thousands of students. And the World Bible School courses were too small for her or too basic for her. So she wrote her own courses. And we got copyrights for them and permission to mimeograph them off. And we took those courses to Abuja and we opened, uh, we got two evangelists of our graduates that have done this before with our correspondence courses and we opened up an office in Abuja uh, in this church building and we started putting out Bible correspondence courses and using those 47 preachers that were down there with their congregations. We baptized nine people so far this year and it's growing because it's the word of God. And the word of God is what convicts. This week we got that Bible correspondence course in the Hardin County Jail. We put out the courses, starting to put out the courses this week to the inmates of the Hardin County Jail. The week before that, we put out that course, that same course, over to the House of Hope to the people that come to the House of Hope. We made it available there. It's God's word and it will convict people of their sins. They say in eight years, the population of Abuja will double. So you're talking, what, six million in one city. The place is teeming with people, and, and it keeps growing. In the country of Chad, we didn't have a church when we started. Three guys come over, and we converted them to Christ. We gave them a degree, and they went home. These three men right here, we just sent that man, last year we sent that man up to N'Djamena for three years of more schooling to be a headmaster of a school. So uh, we'll have our own headmaster of the school. These other three started in their villages down in southern uh, Chad. They built a church building. It's under the Petersville Church of Christ down in Florence, Alabama. Those elders have the oversight. We bought 15 acres of land. We walled that land. We built a church building and we dug a hole in the ground and built a baptistry. I preached there last year for, I go down there for about 10 days at a time and uh, that's all I can take because there's no running water or no electricity. <laughs> it's primitive. I mean, it is really primitive. Uh, but they're great people and they're growing and they wanted to start a school because they have about five or six villages that have no schools. So they started a school. These 35 preachers got together and they started a school. They registered with the federal government. The Church of Christ are registered with the federal government. The school is registered with the federal government. The, they've got a, the federal government curriculum, the school curriculum. They added Bible and English to it. And uh, they started at classes and they had these classes and the kids are sitting on the floor and they've got one one board and a piece of chalk and the kids have these little slates that they write on they don't have any paper or pencils or nothing and it's all in French and English and when I, I go over there they bring them all out onto the campus and they march them out in classrooms and you got classes of 50 or 60 kids and the little first graders they, they are, their legs are about this big and it's hot and it's dusty and there's flies and you're sweating and you're sitting there and they're standing there and they're, and they're marching all over and it's a battalion.
looks, you know, I'm military anyway. I really, military turns me on. Okay. And, so, and they're singing, and the kids are singing, uh, in French. And then the teenagers are, are singing in English, and they're singing, I've decided to follow Jesus. And I'm standing stand there crying like a baby. And it's so beautiful because in 10 years, they'll all be Christians. Tell me that ain't powerful. We are building classrooms. We got two classroom buildings now. Three classroom buildings now, sorry. Uh, it just keeps growing. Fifth, there's two classrooms in each building, one on each end. Uh, they go about 60 kids to a classroom. Right now we have, uh, we have a total of, uh, we got 445 boys and 350 girls for a total of 782 kids. Last year we, we opened up a first year of a secondary school. This is all primary school. And we offered up, we opened up a secondary school and brought in another 140 kids in the, what, sixth grade. And uh, it's just unreal because they're kids. Kids don't differ. No matter what their color, no matter what their ethnic group, no matter in, what their nationality, kids don't differ. Kids are kids. And they're, and they're just they're wonderful and we keep growing with it and it, and this is what we're doing this is what you're doing I'm just running around you're the one that's doing it in Niger we had nothing in Niger when we went and we ran a food program for about three years because they had a famine and a, people out of Texas called me and said we're sending you $5,000 go feed the people in Niger I said what? Don't send me $5,000. I don't know anything about Niger. I don't have any support for Niger. I, I don't. I, I, I said, send me a couple hundred dollars. We'll send some Nigerians there and see if we can do it. And we did it for about two years. We had one man bring his five children to us. He said, take my kids. If I take them back to the village, they'll die because there's no food in the village. We had people laying all over the place. It's the poorest country in Africa. And we've got two evangelists there. This man was converted in high school. And he was from a Muslim family and he was disowned. And so we bought him a donkey and a cart. And for four years, he took water from the stream in those jugs there and sold it in the villages. That's the village behind it. And he learned English. He graduated from high school. He went to Joss. He did four years at, at our school in Joss, got his degree in Bible. Now he's back there as a full-time evangelist in that same village. His mother came to his graduation. She was a Muslim. She got with the women in Joss that spoke Hausa. They taught her the gospel. And the day before Sule was baptized, she was baptized into Christ. She's a faithful Christian in Niger now. We sent Sule back to Niger to preach the gospel, but he's a young man. He's, he's single. So we brought a man in from the Ivory Coast that had worked with a school in the Ivory Coast, him and his wife and three, three uh, daughters. We brought him to work with Sule and to give him some maturity, and the work is growing. We've got two congregations now in that country, one in the capital, one out in the bush. Uh, it's very, very, very primitive. You don't see hardly any cars in that country at all. This is what happens when you go door knocking. You remember a couple years ago when the seals were ambushed out there? It's really close to this place. In fact, I was riding a motorcycle across there about a week after that happened, or before it happened. I can't remember. But uh, I'm thinking, 
you know, what do you do it on the back of a motorcycle riding across a desert? Are you some kind of idiot? Uh, but the Lord sent me, so and it happens, and the work is growing, and the gospel is preached, and the people are unbelievably beautiful. That's a house. That's a family. That's their total possessions. In Uganda, we've got a school now going in Uganda. It's going into uh, South Sudan. For years, I've looked for uh, somebody to help me in the work, somebody to go with me. And uh, you know, Larry Kirby came and worked with us for about two years, and he finally went back to full-time preaching. He's doing fine. Uh, continue praying for him. But this is Chuck and Marcy Corden. They have met with our elders. Our elders have taken their oversight and they're moving to Savannah and they need a three-bedroom house to rent for a year. They want to rent a house for a year and see if they really are going to buy a house and live here for the rest of their life. Chuck is a 30-year veteran of the United States Navy. He retired as a full commander. Him and Marcy are from upstate New York. They spent four years and five years in London, a couple years in Southeast Asia. They've been all over the world and with 30 years of military service. Uh, and he's, they're great. And they're in the Memphis School of Preaching right now. He'll finish up in June. He'll graduate in June. And he'll move to Savannah. We need to rent him a house for, uh, or a three-bedroom house for a year. And uh, he'll join me in the work. They're a great couple. You need to meet them. You'll, you'll love them. You think, you think I'm handsome? This guy is really handsome. <laughs> and that's what it's about. Lord knows how this thing's going to continue to grow. And listen to me. You really need to understand this. This is the beginning. This is the beginning of the work. This work is now is ready to grow. This work is now set to grow. Right, Greg? It is. We've got the facilities now. We've got the men. We've, got, we've had a missionary from Niger, or from Nigeria, supported by the Nigerian church for the last 12 years working in the country of Uganda in East Africa. So we're starting to send African missionaries out. This is just the beginning. We get the master's degree in here. We start educating our preachers in our 10,000 churches in the south. We start converting to 52 million in the north. We go into Libya. We go into Egypt. We go into North Africa. That's where we wanted to go. And that's where we started going because right now we're in Niger. And we're going to do this together. And this is going to happen in our lifespan, I really believe, because the power is in the Word of God, and we have that power at our disposal, in our hearts, in our minds, in our bodies, and we carry it with us, and people see us, and we tell them how we feel and how we believe, and they're envious, and they're curious. And when they find the message that we have, they want to become like us. Because that's who we are.
I'm right on time. I'll just leave a few seconds, a few minutes. Does anybody have any questions? I'm going to leave 28th of March. I'll be back sometime in June. I'll be leaving in July. And then Marcy and Chuck will be here. Uh, graduate in June, move to Savannah in June, and then in August they'll go to Nigeria. They'll live on the campus until December, uh, teaching at the school to see the work, and uh, then they'll come back in December and we'll go working some more. Personally, I've never thought of this as a work. This is my life. It always has been, I guess. I retired from the United States Navy, and this has been my life even in the Navy when Greg and I were in Scotland, working together, starting the church in Scotland. It's always been our life. It'll always be our life, I guess. So Chuck's going to join us in the work, and we're going to keep going. I've made one reservation that uh, if I decide to go on from Nigeria to heaven, they will bury me. Uh, on the campus of the School of Biblical Studies, Joss, because Greg gave his wife to this work in Nigeria, and we took her to the highlands of Scotland. After doing that, you will not take my body back to America if it gives up the Holy Spirit or it gives up the Spirit in Africa. I'll be buried in Africa, and I'll meet the Lord there. Okay? Come visit with us. The message is that Jesus Christ saves you. All you have to do is commit to him. Give what he's given you, your life on this earth, back to him in his service. And you can do what you want. You believe, repent, confess, submit your body to be recreated, to be crucified, to be buried in baptism, to raised in the newness of life. He adds you to the church. And you can do what you want. Because what you'll want to do is please God with the life that he's given you. The new life. And he'll take you to heights that you cannot even dream of right now. That's a guarantee from God. That's the gospel of Jesus Christ. Any questions? Let's close with an invitational song, please. If you're subject to the gospel invitation, won't you come while we stand and sing, please? calls for me I will hear when my Savior calls I will answer I'll be somewhere listening for my name I'll be somewhere listening I'll be somewhere listening I'll be somewhere listening for my name I'll be somewhere, somewhere listening, I'll be somewhere listening for my name. If my heart is right when he calls me, if my heart is right, I will hear. If my heart is right when